Good evening, world. This is the podcast, Ask for Ask, and your host, Lord Cattell. Oh, goodness, it's been a busy day. Let's just put it that way. So, we got into some heavy topics yesterday, and we left off at living in a world full of creators. In Mr. Dooley's own, world, own words, the one last topic he'd like to go over before getting into how to maximize the joy in our relationships with others. It's a tricky one, one that we've all logged horns with at one time or another in our lives, because it deals with other people and their choices, and how their choices may or may not mesh with our own. And a quick recap of yesterday's passages, I mean, just some really mind-blowing stuff, but this paragraph right here. When you consider that a lifetime is, well, just a lifetime, and that you live as many lifetimes as you like, perhaps you can understand why some people choose to immerse themselves in extreme circumstances, even in brutal and wicked hardships, because after all is said and done, they will return, just as we all will, to the beauty and remembrance of their divinity. Add to that thought the idea that anyone choosing a lifetime with a rough start can follow it, if he so chooses, with a lifetime in the lap of luxury. And it then becomes even easier to understand. It's really important to find that context in the grand scheme of things for why things happen. Because you do live in a mathematically perfect precision universe. Where everything happens exactly as it should be, and yet you have ultimate control over the reality that you choose to um, experience. The utter complexity is mind-boggling. To, to each his or her own, we all make these decisions for ourselves. And though we may live again and again in time and space, each of our lives is precious and important, imparting treasures of knowingness that could not be obtained in any other life by any other person ever. Ever. <sighs> of course, if you're just tuning in, we are covering Mike Dooley's um, Infinite Possibilities. I must have some change. We're going over infin uh, Infinite Possibilities. His breakout work. And we made it to Chapter 9. Relationships. And we will get into living in a world full of creators. But first, my shout out to the restaurant industry. All my guys and gals out there in Foodland. Front of house, back of house. 
dish guys, line guys, hostess, waitress, everybody in the restaurant. Pat yourselves on the back for making it this far. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for all you've done. And if you're feeling stressed out and you can't take it anymore, please don't do something you can't take back. Don't quit. Don't you dare quit. Okay, so. Always the thorn in everyone's side, the rock in your shoe. Living in a world full of creators. Everyone else is on the exact same even keel that you are. They all have that power to manifest their reality. Which also makes it impossible for you to manifest that specific someone. Sometimes you can. If for the greater good and for your own paths, meeting each other will spark something necessary. But to try and exert that level of power over somebody else would mean inviting someone else to have that same level of power over you. I am quite sure you don't relish the idea. Okay? So. Living in a world full of creators. Keep in mind that when it comes to deliberately carving out your niche in life and visualizing the life of your dreams, just as your life touches many others, so do your thoughts. Generally, to be manifested, your thoughts must fall within the most basic parameters of the cultural and social beliefs of the times to avoid violating the experience of a fellow adventurer. For example, if you wanted to turn your cat into a dog, grow another pair of arms, or levitate yourself over New York City, assuming those occurrences would be witnessed and experienced by others, it couldn't happen until the mass beliefs held by the shared population permitted it. The good news is that the global awareness is now shifting into higher and higher levels. And people are waking up to their spirituality and resonating with the truth of their power and magnificence. All kinds of new possibilities and potentials are coming into play that will allow for some new thinking and thus some stunning manifestation. Something to look forward to. You see... Any event that affects more than one person must be approved via the beliefs and expectations of all involved. For example, why didn't Jesus use his profound powers of healing to cure all lepers at once, banishing the disease entirely, instead of just those he came in contact with? The reason is that he didn't do the healing. And people are still setting off fireworks. Awesome. Where was I? Go back over that again. So, why didn't Jesus use his profound powers of healing to cure all the lepers at once? His reason is that he didn't do the healing. He merely invoked the healing powers within those who came to him with the desire to be healed and the belief that it was possible. 
He didn't heal the whole world overnight because he couldn't. The whole, whole world wasn't ready to be healed. Their beliefs and expectations prevented it. The point here is that, when is that when operating in a shared reality, as we all are, oops, our effect on other people is entirely determined by those other people. And when the masses are involved, any experiences, yeah, any experiences must fall within the beliefs of the times. That's an interesting suggestion. Hmm. I'm gonna have to think on that one tonight. That's a curious suggestion. Although he does make a lot of sense. That one I'm gonna have to unpack later on. That tickles my brain a little bit. None of this means you can't shatter world records, heal yourself from disease, accumulate vast fortunes, or begin doing things that have never been done before. Because the global consciousness does indeed expect such accomplishments, and even miracles. But when the manifestation of your thoughts would affect other lives, you're operating in a shared space that also contains their thoughts, beliefs, and expectations. As I mentioned before, those in your life who may be affected by your thoughts already know what you're up to. Just as you know, deep down, what their dreams are and the directions their lives may go. Your hopes and fears suit them. Theirs suit yours as well. This is equally true of your place in the world's population. All of us have been drawn together by like thinking and complementary objectives, both in our closest circle of friends and in broad global terms. In a situation where you would like to affect the course that a specific person will take, your thoughts can influence them only if they grant you that power through their innermost beliefs and expectations about life. This is the privacy you would insist on, after all, if the roles were reversed and someone was trying to affect your life. What did I say earlier? If you do wish to exert such influence, your potential success will also depend on your motivation and desires. If your intentions are well-meaning, your thoughts will help the one concerned, for they will be received with a love that sent them forth, stirring hope and awareness of the options available to them. If, on the other hand, your motivation is self-serving, and there is nothing wrong with self-serving motivations, it's far better that you forget the specific person and instead visualize your desired objective. So, we've been over this, right? Um, usually, and I would argue, is this I haven't seen, is not only are the people who are usually the object of affection, um, they're in and of themselves their own creator. But largely, especially, let's, let's talk about famous people, right, for a minute. They have millions of people wishing for the same thing. Millions! You are competing with millions of other people, all wishing for the same thing. Okay? Not only do you have your own competing thoughts coming in the way, and your own probably less than uh, selfless motivational desires getting in the way, you have millions of other people 
and their intentions and desires getting in the way. It don't happen. You do stand a better chance, though, if your intentions are pure, like if you want to work with the person, help the person, uh, learn from the person, um, something authentic. Not that you want to you know, climb that person like a tree. There's nothing wrong with that, but... Not when it comes to a specific person, because, again, you would not want them to be able to exert such control over you and your life. Alright. Whatever it is out there that you wish for something else, for someone else, whether good or bad, you are inviting the exact same thing to come visit you in your life. Okay. For instance, as I mentioned before, if you aim to discover true love with a specific person, don't visualize that person. Visualize true love and all the consequences you think it will have on your life. Intensely imagine the feelings it will evoke once achieved and its impact on your daily affairs. Don't dwell on your idea of who the person is who will unleash true love within you. Focusing on him or her only distorts your wish to find love. When you focus on the person, you're actually focusing on the hows of its attainment, rather than leaving the details, the means, to the universe. Just see the end result. See yourself happy with a wonderful companion. And we've been over that also, right? When you're trying to manifest a partner, go for the traits. Do they make you laugh? Do you like good when they're serious? Do, you know, start writing down, if you're after that sort of thing, start writing down the perfect person for you. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow this from, uh, Hold on. Yep, Darren Hardy. I'm gonna borrow this one from Darren Hardy. He actually used this same thing, and it's literally uh, scripting his own manifestation. I don't even think he realized he was doing it. When he wanted a partner, he then sat down and wrote out in detail, like 40 pages of detail. That was his number. I, I didn't come up with that number. In detail, the type of woman he wanted. And then he spent another 40 pages writing in detail the kind of man that woman would want. And then he went and became that man. And sure enough, as soon as he became that man, the woman showed up. What have we talked about before? Alright, the reason why you're not making a million dollars now is because somewhere inside you have a belief that this is the level that you're supposed to be at. In order to attain new things in life, you have to raise your skill level, raise your expectation level, raise your maturity level, raise your internal fortitude, develop new skills, branch out, reach out, network. You have to be a different person than you are right now. So when he did that exercise, he was future describing himself. 
he was manifesting the perfect woman for him into his life. And he says his words exactly. It was freaky how much it was exactly what I had written down. Can't be stressed enough the more detail that you get, the better off you are. But, alright. But that's why you can't manifest a specific person. And certainly not through um, petty or selfish motivations. Alright, so in love. Let's see what we got here. Oh my. Holy. You know what? I think we're actually going to have a short one tonight. It's been quite a day. My apologies. I'm not on my A game like I need to be, want to be, should be. It's been a, a weird... It's been weird the last couple days. I don't know if I walked in front of a black cat or if it's Mercury Retrograde or somebody's playing with a voodoo doll somewhere. Not sure. But, um... Alright. We will come back tomorrow at In Love. Because it's going to take up a couple pages here. So go ahead and do a little wiggle and get in a little stretch. And we will do our two minute pretty break.
heavy hitting today, but of course I'm used to that kind of information. That's a standby standard for, for many decades now. I'm not sure that's relatively new, but it's, it's worth repeating, bears repeating, and I always like reading it in a new way. See if it sparks any new inspiration in the back of my head. You can read the same information from five different authors. And because of how each person puts their spin on it, you will then get a deeper and new meaning each time you read the same information because it's from this author versus this author versus this author versus this author. That's just fascinating to me. Alright guys, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you greatly. Have a fantastic rest of your night. Rest of your night. This is the podcast has a rush. Good night.